Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome. Welcome to our Friday edition of the broadcast. I hope there's a strong sense of anticipation as you look ahead to the weekend. Before we get there, a power pack show today. Just a preview. We'll share some good news items here. Believe it or not, there are some good things to report. We'll address a couple of issues That will be in the spotlight. Let me just say, just as a preface preface to some of my remarks a little bit later on the broadcast. I think before we go on any crusades to deal with whatever, we've got to make sure our own house is clean. I'm going to talk about some of that housekeeping in a very important race that is underway right now that'll play a significant role in 2024 we'll tell you what that is coming up we'll also talk about the attack on free speech you really need to pay attention to this one because the volume on this is going to be turned up and i do mean turned up we're gonna have a little bit of comic relief on the broadcast today i came across something that just I was rolling. I was literally rolling when I when I heard it, when I saw it. You're going to hear the audio from that. And, you know, it's kind of funny because one of my social media platforms, I was debating whether or not I wanted to post this because they're on my personal pages. I try to avoid political stuff. I really do. It's one thing for the public page. I just don't like getting into the political stuff. On the others so I decided not to you understand why <laughs> I really would have opened the gates of hell by sharing this I'll tell you what that is coming up a little bit later on also we've got faith focus Friday the blessing of no the blessing of no how is that for stimulating suspense just a preview of what is ahead in the broadcast today I want to begin you know, we take the good news where we can find it, even if it's scraps. You know, I the last thing I'm doing is celebrating the spending that's taking place and the crap that politicians, including Republican ones, are attempting to pass here at the end of the year during a lame duck session of Congress. But the good things that happen along the way the nuggets that we can find to celebrate well we may as well do that here is one of them we have the 
$858 billion U.S. defense bill. And something very important has happened with this. The Senate has passed this bill. And as part of the bill, they've directed the Pentagon to rescind its COVID-19 vaccine mandate. So they get this money. But the vaccine mandate has to go. The mandate, under which the Pentagon says more than 8,000 military personnel have been discharged for refusal to comply, was scrapped over the objections of U.S. President Joe Biden and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. This is a victory for Republicans who sought to end it. Various other U.S. measures aimed at curbing the spread of COVID-19 have previously been relaxed to remove the Pentagon's vaccine requirement remained on the basis of protecting the health and readiness of military personnel. But the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2023 previously passed by the House, still has to be signed by the President, now requires the Defense Secretary to end the mandate. Hallelujah. The White House supported Austin's opposition to repealing the mandate, but that was not enough to carry the day in Congress. Republicans who've insisted various COVID-19 prevention measures infringe on personal freedom, pushed for the mandate's removal, and threatened to hold up the bill if it did not lift the shot requirement. Can we say hallelujah for Republicans who had spine on something? This is shocking. I'm ready to fall out of my chair. A group of Republican senators called in a late November letter for the mandate to be scrapped and for the reinstatement of those who were removed from the armed forces as a result. That better happen. They said the mandate has ruined the livelihoods of men and women who have honorably served our country. Arguing and removing troops from the military at a time when it's struggling with recruiting is detrimental. Duh! A proposal by Republican senators, which would have prohibited the imposition of a new Pentagon mandate without congressional approval and required the reinstatement with back pay of personnel dismissed under the current one, failed to pass earlier on Thursday. The NDAA leaves the decision on potential reinstatement of service members discharged under the mandate up to the Pentagon, which declined to comment on the legislation prior to its passage. An explanatory statement accompanying the NDAA said the military departments have the ability to consider applications for reinstatement of service members who were previously separated for refusing the vaccine. Kevin McCarthy, who wants to be Speaker, has argued the mandate has affected recruiting. An assertion the Pentagon has questioned. Of course they are. Austin said he's not seen any hard data that directly links the COVID mandate to any effect on recruiting. The Deputy Pentagon Press Secretary Sabrina Singh said the mandate appears to have very minimal impact on recruiting. And the doing away with it would impact the readiness of the force. Singh also said the majority responded to a survey spanning from January to September, so the mandate did not change the likelihood they were considered joining the military. But General David Berger, the commandant of the U.S. Marine Corps, said it had affected recruiting in some areas of the country, putting the blame on myths and misbeliefs and defending the mandate as critical to make sure we can do our job. Nonetheless, 
This mandate is going away. Thank God. This is definitely a positive development to celebrate. Can you believe? Can you believe, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to give praise to Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) I know. Are you ready for this? And here's the reason why. She is pushing to include a TikTok ban in that ridiculous spending plan they're working on. Oh, by the way, do you know what the the price tag on this spending plan is? $1.7 trillion. $1.7 trillion. Like I told you, most of this is crap. But we can find the nuggets of good sense. Nancy Pelosi supporting the inclusion of language banning TikTok on government devices in the omnibus spending bill she hopes to pass by the end of the week. Pelosi telling reporters she would support in adding the ban to their spending package. It funds the government until September 30th, 2023. Earlier this week, legislation banning the video sharing app on government devices passed the Senate unanimously. The band sponsored by Republican Rick Scott, Marco Rubio, as well as Tom Cotton, Josh Hawley. The issue moving in Congress after major security concern raised by both Democrat and Republican lawmakers and Biden administration officials. FBI Director Christopher Wray warning Chinese officials have broad access to TikTok, which allows them to manipulate content if they want to, use it for influence operations. How shocking. Stay with us. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, the English Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110. 800-928-1110, Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line. It's 71307. And over on that text line, I made reference to the end of the vaccine mandate in the military. This texture raises a very interesting question. So what compensation will those that stayed in and were forced to take the shot like my daughter, what will they get? (laughs) Well, what they get from us is the appreciation of Americans who love and appreciate people like your daughter. I wish I could say more, but these folks are little more than political pawns to the political class. Just being honest about that. Ah, let us see. Also on the text line, 
Hmm. What in the world? I think I'm going to skip that one. Then Secretary of Defense Austin is a blithering idiot. But that's not news. We all know that. Jim out of Easley. You had me fooled for a little while, Vince. By the way, this is one of my detractors. One of my trolls. I thought you were going to say something positive about somebody black. LOL. Have a wonderful weekend. My goodness. Vince, the only thing impacting recruiting is the idiot living in the White House. That's Mr. Magoo to you, sir. Vince, I never knew used TikTok. But the app was on my phone. I deleted it yesterday. Was that a smart move or an overreaction? Jeff, it's probably a good idea. I, I just don't know. There's no telling what these folks have concocted through technology to extract who knows what from your phone, devices, whatever. I don't know. How the pharmaceutical industry reaps enormous profits. Just watch. Today's COVID vaccine is next year's flu shot. <laughs> WBT should be held liable for the things that you say. I about wrecked my truck when you <laughs> said you agreed with Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Chris out of Shelby. <laughs> I know it's kind of shocking. Me agree with Nancy Pelosi on anything. That is quite shocking. Just a sampling of some of the items on the text line. We also have this. So our military budget, $858 billion. Republicans want to give the Ukraine $100 billion? Really? Where did that come from? Vince, reparations for the men and women that stand between us and our enemies. That's how you see that. Hmm. This texter, heart goes out to him about the question of what will those who stayed get, those who had to take the vaccine. This texter says they won't get a darn thing, starting with George W. Bush, then Barack Hussein Obama. We don't get anything. I'm a veteran, and I make too much money for benefits. Don't know what that has to do with serving. Okay. Just some of the items here on the text line as we jump into some of the other things we're delving into today. Positive news. We have a couple of aviation stories that are quite intriguing. I want to make something very clear. I think there's the tendency for people to buy into false binary choices. For instance, they think that Republicans are automatically against the environment, which is a pretty silly position for anybody to think anyone would have because we live here why would anybody want to destroy their own environment they live in you want it to be the cleanest possible i'm all for that what i love are innovative solutions not unnecessary forced mandates out of washington dc but ingenuity like the example I'm about ready to give, Virgin Atlantic plans to operate a Boeing 787 from London to New York, powered solely by waste, oils, and fats. A move hailed as a step toward reducing aviation's significant environmental impact. Built as the world's first net-zero transatlantic flight, 
The aircraft will hit the skies in 2023, fueled entirely by what's known as sustainable aviation fuel. SAF, an alternative to fossil fuels, uses ingredients like cooking oils, agriculture waste, cutting carbon emissions by an average of 80%. In a statement, the UK government, which contributed funds for the project, claimed the transatlantic flight will be totally net zero in terms of carbon output due to the SAF, and because it will offset any emissions through Bioker credits, payments that support the use of an energy process that results in the safe storage of carbon. While the flight is likely to be seen as a step in the right direction for aviation, it will do little to win over critics who said similar one-off projects are aimed more at easing the conscience of passengers. <laughs> they say the air industry is just trying to give the impression it's on the brink of full sustainability rather than its stated goal of having reached their planned 2005 emissions levels by 2050, and that SAF use can still have environmental consequences. Of course, it didn't amazing. You take a step like this, and there are people still not satisfied. In a statement announcing the flight, Virgin Atlantic CEO Sherry Weiss suggesting the research and results of the pioneering 2023 flight will be a huge step in fast-tracking SAF use across the aviation industry and support the investment, collaboration, and urgency needed to produce SAF at scale. Now, we don't know yet from Virgin Atlantic when this flight will actually take place, but it will be in 2023. Good. I'm all for this. I love experiments. I don't want to be part of it. You know, I, I'm kind of thinking here, why do a transatlantic flight? I assume they're probably doing experiments with shorter flights. You know, like if you're leaving Charlotte, go to Greenville, <laughs> Knoxville. Those are two of my favorite flights, by the way. They're like 20, 25 minutes. Short is good. Still to come, we're going to talk about cleaning up, cleaning up the garbage. It's got to start at home, folks. Some serious self-examination is underway. We'll talk about it coming up. Back on the broadcast, I told you there were a couple of aviation stories. And this one, I also find encouragement in this. I'm quite intrigued this is happening across the pond. UK airport liquids ban ending in 2024. UK plans to overhaul airport security by June 2024. This is from the website One Mile at a Time. One of the places where I do my aviation nerd out. Here's what's going on. The UK announcing what it's referring to as the biggest shakeup to airport security rules in decades. Think about this as you're going through security. I remember, I think the story that stands out to me. I remember one of our trips to Kentucky. My wife and I were coming back from Kentucky. We got to Kentucky okay with all of her. I think this was early on when they started banning liquids over a certain size. We were fined out of Charlotte Douglas. We're coming back from Bluegrass Airport. 
and they just they just obliterated her her makeup. I mean, just it was about all of it. It had to be thrown out. Oh my goodness, <laughs> she was so upset. <laughs> You know, and and she's made the comment, and many others have said this. The terrorists—they're laughing at us. They are. We have, we have turned ourselves in, twisted ourselves into knots. But let's get on with what's going on in the United Kingdom. Travelers, and keep in mind, this is not now. This is in 2024. Travelers will no longer be limited to 100 milliliter liquid containers. That limit will be increased to two-liter containers. It's like the size of a two-liter Coke. For in my case, it would be a two-liter Canada Dry Cranberry Ginger Ale, which is one of my favorite drinks. Travelers would no longer have to take large electronics like tablets and laptops out of their bags at security. How does this happen? Well, between now and June 2024, major airports in the United Kingdom will introduce new technology at security checkpoints intended to both improve security. Staff will have more detailed images of what people are carrying and the passenger experience. Travelers won't have to take things out of their bags anymore. Here's what the transport secretary, Mark Harper, had to say about these things. The tiny toiletry has become a staple of airport security checkpoints. That's going to change. I'm streamlining cabin bag rules at airports while enhancing security. By 2024, major airports across the UK will have the latest security tech installed, reducing queuing times, improving the passenger experience, and most importantly, detecting potential threats. This won't happen right away. It will take two years to fully implement. Until then, passengers have to continue following the existing rules and check before traveling. The new technology has been tested at airports since 2018 and has demonstrated the effectiveness of the new screening equipment, which uses CT X-ray technology to essentially provide a 3D image of what's in the bags of passengers. It also deploys advanced threat detection algorithms. So the other big question that you would ask, will other countries follow the UK's lead? These liquid restrictions started around 2006 following a terrorist threat to stop liquid explosives. So it's great to hear the UK may be leading the way in getting rid of this. Will other countries follow? Same technology is being used to some extent in the United States and the Netherlands. But there's no talk about ending these liquid bans at all. On the one hand, countries do tend to match one another when it comes to aviation security. On the other hand, it's unlikely this new technology will be adopted consistently globally by 2024. The United States seems to very much take the approach of keeping the status quo unless there's a major reason to change it. So I suspect that we just need to (laughs) manage our expectations here. It's not likely this is going to change for us in that timetable. But let's see. Let's talk about cleaning up our house. I've said this before. 
before we're going to go on some sort of crusade and talk about the corruption of the left, we've got to look at ourselves. What are we doing? There's an interesting story about the ongoing race to be the chair of the Republican National Committee. The current chair is Ronna McDaniel. <laughs> I'm almost afraid to read this headline. In fact, I, it, it really kind of surprised me. It really did. Because I don't know this woman. But here's the headline. Miss Piggy, RNC chair, Ronna McDaniel, blasted by conservatives following reports of lavish spending. My mind is blown, to be honest with you, with this headline, because I'm thinking, is this fat shaming? It, It just blew my mind. Nonetheless, Ronna McDaniel, the RNC chairwoman, fighting a tough battle for re-election over years of major GOP losses, now accused of mismanaging the party's finances after a report alleges during her tenure, the RNC has spent millions on private jets, hotels, limousines, flowers, alcohol, clothing, and even some questionably classified office expenses. See, the thing I like about this, this wasn't uncovered by some liberal left-wing media agency. Red State uncovered this. And you can tell the bent of this particular publication. Late last week, the far-right website Red State. Far, what is far-right? What does that mean? I guarantee you, if I asked the people who wrote this column what far-right means, they couldn't tell me. Nonetheless, Red State provided a report dated October 7, 2022, examined RNC's twenty. 21 and 2022 spending it calculated you ready for this you you might want to sit down especially if you've given money to the rnc five hundred thousand dollars in private jet expenses sixty four thousand at clothing retailers three hundred twenty one thousand in floral arrangements there's more we're going to talk about this and the ongoing race to be the rnc chair I I don't I've just got to tell you just based on performance it's time for a change it is time for a change what we'll more on this as we continue stay with us life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy all hits no skips Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. On the Vince Coakley radio program, we're talking about what's going on in the RNC and their use of your money if you have contributed to the RNC. Citing FEC filings, the website says since 2017, 
The RNC has spent $3.1 million on private jet services, $1.3 million on limousine chauffeur services, $17.1 on donor mementos, $750,000 on floral arrangements, $80,000 in alcohol-related expenditures. Just a sampling here. Nearly 400000 on event tickets and other entertainment activities. Including $30,000 for a private box at a Las Vegas Raiders game. 13000 for Broadway shows, 9400 Madison Square Garden, 43000 at top golf locations in Texas, Nevada, Virginia, Maryland. Red State also takes issue with what could be considered non-essential office expenses, including $25,000 on Commonwealth Joe Coffee, 7000 on cupcakes, 7000 on candles and diffusers, 75000 total at Pottery Barn, West Elm, Restoration Hardware, and Crate and Barrel. $17 million on donor mementos. By the way... For perspective, the DNC has spent $1.5 million on donor gifts, 35000 on private jets. That's about a tenth of what the RNC has spent, the private jets. 1000 for floral arrangements. 1000 That compares to 750000 by the RNC. Oh, this is where this comes from. Oh, my goodness. So this is friendly fire. (laughs) In quotes. You ready for this? Far-right pundit and former Trump attorney Jenna Ellis responded to the report by tweeting, Miss Piggy, Ronna McDaniel, is porking out the RNC trough and not managing the party or donor money well. Oh, my goodness. That's brutal. RNC donor John Rich, the country music star, told Red State, RNC leadership's taken advantage of millions of regular, everyday conservatives by pretending to support what patriots support, but in reality are blowing untold troves of cash on extravagant nonsense and supporting rhino candidates while ignoring America First contenders. Red State published at the end of its report a response from McDaniel's campaign spokesperson who called it a hit piece in the middle of the night. Red State also admitted its managing editor has endorsed and is a client of Harmeet Dillon, one of the challengers for McDaniel's seat. Ah. The report does not mention the RNC has often paid Donald Trump's lawyers. The Washington Post in October reported the RNC has paid about 633000 to the law firm of Robert Fischetti. A veteran defense attorney who has represented Trump in investigations by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office and the New York Attorney General's Office. In July, ABC News reported since October 2021, the RNC has paid nearly $2 million to law firms representing Trump as part of his defense against personal litigation and government investigations. In early November, McDaniel said on CNN, if Trump were to announce another presidential run, the RNC would not be able to continue to pay his legal expenses. Trump announced his run for president one month ago. So, as I said, this is a mess that needs to be cleaned up. McDaniel needs to go, not just 
for this, but because there's a record here of failure. Do we see anything that is praiseworthy, celebratory from the RNC based on their performance the past few years? I don't think so. Another story by Red State saying the effort to oust Ronna McDaniel is gaining serious momentum. Just so you know, the vote, I believe, comes up next month. And I would agree it's time for a change. What do you think about this? <laughs> this texture says DNC is probably getting goods and services free or at cost and should be reporting them as in-kind donations, probably. Vince Oink Oink, there's wasted pork throughout an entire government, has been for decades, both sides. Not to worry, it's only the people's money, of course. Vince, this is the reason I send back every RNC fundraising letter empty and make them pay for the stamp. Ooh. Vince, we wonder why we can't win elections. I'm done with this party. So much waste by the RNC, it makes me wonder who the real spenders are in government. Well, don't wonder anymore. We also have this texture. Cranberry ginger ale should be available year-round. Maybe eggnog, too. (laughs) Coming up, we're also going to talk about a venture from the former president. Oh, my goodness. We have a texture commenting on this. But straight ahead, we have the all-important Faith Focus Friday. Something very, very important about the word no. It may be just what you need and I need. (laughs) Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. From the heart of the Carolinas, challenging the smug, misinformed arrogance of the left. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Hour number two of our broadcast and still to come, we're going to have some very interesting things for you, including a warning for you about free speech under assault. Not just guns, but free speech. And this is all connected to the recent Club Q shootings. You're going to hear... Some comments about that. Also, for comic relief, you will get a kick out of this one. I I will just tell you, this is a wonderful contribution from the fine folks at Babylon B. They have outdone themselves with this. <laughs> it is a winner. I want to begin with Faith Focus Friday. And I call this posting, The Blessing of No. The blessing of no. This is another great Dr. Steve Crosby post. I want you to listen to this very closely because this, I have a feeling this is going to resonate with somebody today. The greatest manifestation in my life of Father's faithfulness to me are the prayers that were not answered according to my petition and desires at the time. I love this, the way Steve has expressed this. The word not is in all caps. Not answered. It's like, okay, what's wrong with you? Why would you not want your prayers answered? I continue. With a few decades of retrospection behind me, I can see clearly and understand deeply the unfathomable 
benevolence of my prayers denied. If I had received or got the answer I was so fervently praying for, anguishingly longing for, I can say without reservation, it would have been disastrous for me. Real faith. And I love, by the way, I love Steve Crosby's definition of faith. I'm going to bet you've never, many of you have never heard this before. Because a lot of people talk about blind faith and all this other silly stuff. You know what Steve's definition of faith is? Relational trust. It's not some sort of ethereal thing. It's confidence and trust in a person. Much of what is promoted in as faith within especially charismatic circles is nothing more than charismagic. Superstition. It's a power that you direct to do whatever God is, you know, he's there to do your bidding, to do whatever you ask or tell him to do. True faith is relational trust. Includes trusting that my father knows me better than myself. I often find myself in deep thankfulness for this restful assurance. Every divine no has been exactly like a loving parent saying no to a child's desires because the child simply cannot see or understand the future negative implications of those desires. 20 minutes into the future or 20 years. I so appreciate this post. And I'm telling you, I believe I need this now. I'm just saying. How many of us asking for certain things and they seem to be good things to us? But if it's true faith, we're trusting ultimately in our Father's decision-making. That is what we should all be looking for. A deepening of that relational trust. What do you think? Does this resonate with you? Does it help? Especially if you're a person who may have experienced unanswered prayers. This could be an important reason why. We've got a regular comedian in the audience, Jeff. Jeff, you've struck again. Our reference to what's going on in the RNC. Vince, if Ms. Piggy is indeed ousted from the RNC chair, it will probably be so painful. She will require tons of ointment to heal her wounds. But a change is needed. Jeff, what a punster. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If inside the beltway is true, it's past. Ron McDaniel's record of failure will result in a promotion and salary increase. Who knows? She might end up working for the Communist News Network. After all, most of these people are lawyers that are caught that are taught how to argue convincingly for things they don't agree with. Oh my gosh. I'm not <laughs> not gonna read this text. I'll just laugh at it. 
Thank you, Texter. <laughs> With the Atlanta phone number. It's funny, but I'm not going to share it. <laughs> I just can't. It's terrible. This person responding to Faith Focus Friday, I believe God always answers our prayers. Sometimes it's yes. Sometimes it's a no. Sometimes it's wait a while. It's not like he completely ignores us. We will eventually get an answer. That is correct. May not be the answer we want, which we have been reminded here is many times a good thing. We're not going to have time to go completely into this, but maybe we can play the first cut from this subject. I want you to know the Club Q shooting is going to stir up further efforts to undermine two of our important constitutional rights. It's not surprising at all. They're on gun control again. I want to share this first because I want to spend more time talking about free speech, which is under assault. The sound you're going to hear is from Michael Anderson. If I understand correctly, Michael Anderson was bartending at the club the night of the shooting. And here is what he has to say about the issue of guns as he spoke before the House Oversight Committee. Listen up. President Biden for fighting to reinstate the assault weapons ban, and I sincerely hope you will support that reform so that we may try to prevent more people from needlessly dying at the hands of that weapon. Not only am I embarrassed for our country's international reputation of inaction on gun reform, but I am frankly disgusted. Between 1994 and 2004, America's mass shooting incidents dropped dramatically. Following the expiration of the assault weapons ban, which the Republican Party allowed to expire under President Bush, we now have an epidemic of domestic terrorism and violence. The time to do something is now. What needs to be done is placing the lives of children and adults above our unhealthy obsession with assault rifles. And you are some of the ones who can make a difference. Many in our government say nothing can be done. This epidemic of violence is just the price we must pay for freedom in this country. That is a lie. The facts speak for themselves, and your denial of this gun violence reality is not a policy proposal. I encourage you all to work together to save our children and adults, and in turn, save ourselves and the soul of our nation. Again, that is Michael Anderson, a bartender at the club the night of the shooting at the Club Q. Coming up, we're going to talk about the assault on free speech. You need to hear this. Stay with us. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Over on the text line, in response to what we shared about the club survivor, who is, again, renewing the call for gun control, Stephen Indian Trail, more focus should be on the mentally ill and criminals, not inanimate objects. 
Yeah. Riddle me this, Batman. How many of the ten foundational doctrines of the communist platform are firmly established and in effect in America? I don't know. Tell me. Nothing would surprise me, to be honest with you. Is the United States of America a constitutional republic or a corporation? I would argue it's kind of a mixture. An unarmed populace is a totally controlled populace. If they were to be able to ban or take away our guns, history shows when the genocide, that's when the genocide begins. Never give up on your guns, people. This will absolutely have to be the hill we die on, or you're dead anyway. But as Rush would refer to them, these skulls full of mush, driven by largely emotional arguments, they're going to continue to beat this drum. You know they will. They will beat this drum. You heard from Michael Anderson, a bartender at Club Q. And here's the part I want you to listen to very carefully. They're going to use this to try to silence you from speaking against the things that you're opposed to. Now, I want to repeat again what I've said a million times. I'm very much a libertarian. Live and let live. What you do in the privacy of your own home, what you do with somebody else, consenting adult, is none of my business. When it gets into the area, especially of children, then that's another story altogether. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with parents standing up for the integrity of the classrooms and protecting their children from propaganda, no matter what that propaganda is. And don't allow anybody to shut you up. Because that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to tell you, well, they're already doing it, that what you're saying when you speak in this manner, when you say there's something perverted about having this drag queen story hour stuff for children, that you're promoting hate and you're responsible for attacks like the one that happened in Colorado Springs. This is pure BS. But it's not going to stop them from saying it. Here is the other cut I want you to listen to very carefully from Michael Anderson. I want you to see what he is demanding out of you. Listen up. This is free speech. To the politicians and activists who accuse LGBTQ people of grooming children and being abusers, shame on you. As leaders of our country, it is your obligation to represent all of us, not just the ones you happen to agree with. Hate speech turns into hate action, and actions based on hate almost took my life from me at 25 years old. I beg you all to consider your words before you speak them, for someone may use those words to justify action, action that may take someone's life. To my fellow LGBTQ community, events like this are designed to discourage us from speaking and living our truth. They are designed to scare us from living openly, courageously, and proudly. We must not succumb to fear. We must live prouder and louder than ever before. 
We must continue to be who we are, for who we are is exactly who we are meant to be. And to the children watching this, feeling you may not be like the other kids, I understand you, and I see you. You deserve to be exactly who you are, no matter what anyone else has to say. Let me translate that for you. If you oppose what we do, if you want to protect your children from hearing gay, transgender, whatever propaganda, you're a hater. And you're responsible for people who kill other people. That's what this person is saying. This is a fool. I want you to understand this. These folks are dangerous. And this is why I've said repeatedly, the alphabet mafia does not respect free speech. They don't want you to have the right to speak. That's what it comes down to. They call this hate speech. References to grooming. What do you call it when you're talking to children, third graders, about sexual activity in any form? What do you call that, ladies and gentlemen? It's not hate speech. It's love speech. You are trying to preserve the integrity of your children. The purity of your children. And it will be a cold day in hell before people like you in the alphabet mafia shut me up or anybody else who has concerns about protecting innocent children. Now, I know people are very sensitive about how things come across. And I'm not saying that everybody is like this. This, I want to make a distinction between... Some of the people I know who are gay and these radical activists, because you, you remember me saying this about politicians. I encourage you. I strongly encourage you. Don't see your neighbor as Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. Don't you remember how I tell you to make that distinction? I'm telling you to do the same. Draw a distinction between someone who may be your gay or lesbian neighbor or transgender neighbor and these radical activists who really are grooming. They're hiding. They're trying to hide. And then they're trying to turn around and blame you for promoting hatred that's responsible for killing people. This is demonic, is what it is. But I want you to know, this is not going to stop. Because the goal is to silence you. And they would love to have in place laws like they have in places like Canada. Where even speaking or preaching against homosexuality. Could actually land you in jail. This is considered hate speech. You have been served notice. This is what the radicals want to do. But I appeal to you again. This is not every gay and lesbian or transgender person. It's not. It's these radical activists. And what you need to do is to tell them, mind your own freaking business. You have rights to speak and you will use them. 
nobody will shut you up. Speak the truth in love, but speak it. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Promise. I promise I would try to get to your calls. A couple of you have been very patiently waiting for quite some time, but I've got to get to this because this is absolutely hilarious. My friends over at Babylon B have struck again. I think one of the amusing things we've watched over the past few years is Kamala Harris and her use of the English language. I use the word use very loosely. I want to introduce you to her speechwriter. We actually, it's not me, Babylon B found her speechwriter. He drove up to the headquarters where he works in a little car. I want you to hear, this is so funny. The sound that you hear at the end is the sound of a little electric car. It's one of those little tiny cars kids drive around. That's how he gets around. I want you to meet, this is the speechwriter from Babylon B, the speechwriter for Kamala Harris. His name is Oliver Bartholomew. Listen, listen up. Hi, I'm Oliver Bartholomew, and I'm 16 and a half years old, and I'm the speechwriter for Kamala Harris. Ever since I was little, I liked words. Writing words is fun, so I made writing words my job. Every politics person has a writer, like me, to make good words for them to say. Space is exciting. Space, it affects us all. I got that idea when I was thinking about space and how big it is. Man, it's big. Sometimes I have to write about bad stuff, like war. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So... Basically, that's wrong. Once, I thought it would be neat if Kamala wore a blue suit and told people she was wearing it. Because I like it. I'm a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. And who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? But she kind of is crazy or something. And she kind of scares me. <laughs> and you can't fake that kind of performance. That time is every day. <laughs> That's the sound of Oliver Bartholomew driving away after a hard day of work. Oh my goodness. If you've got to look that up and watch the video, it's so funny. And. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think you'll enjoy it. And. Some of your friends and neighbors will appreciate it as well. Let's try to take a call or two here, going first to the sprawling metropolis of Harrisburg. And I believe we have on the line Richard. Good morning, Richard. Hey, good morning. Uh, you know what drives me crazy is that uh, when they start talking, this gobbledygook, this Oprah Winfrey nonsense, this is my truth. Yep. They're really, they're really saying that, you know, the truth is just subjective to them and that you can't question them. Right. Uh-huh. That's how it works. And you know what? If you go against their truth, you do know, Richard, you're a hater. You realize that. Well, we're going to have to start embracing the fact that they want to call us a hater because if we don't protect our children, 
then we're we're nothing. So we're, we're gonna have to wear that uh, as a badge of honor. If, I, if that what makes me a hater, then God willing. I, I hear you, Richard. I uh, very much appreciate your call. Yeah, this is one of the most diabolical things in our society now. This is my truth. Uh, this is something that's really important, and we've talked about this on this program, how it's important for all of us to recognize that we all have perspectives, and it's important that we have a sense of objectivity brought to our perspective because sometimes our perspective can be dead wrong. It's really that simple. And we've got to have the humility to recognize we may to need to be adjusted or corrected. If we've got good friends, they will help us do that and help keep us grounded. That's a very important quality. Jerry, here in Charlotte, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. I love your show, and this is a great topic. Thank you. In regards to the gentleman that was um, testifying in front of Congress, there's a history with the progressives and molesting kids. Back in, I think it was the 1984, 1985, the ACLU and some progressive groups sued the Boy Scouts of America, demanding that they let the openly gay men become troop masters, and how many young boys got raped by them? Thousands. Yep, and then I... again, back in, I think it was 19, between 1965 uh, and 1972, the progressives and the gays were trying to get um, openly gay men to become ordained priests, and that happened. And how many young boys got raped again? They are dangerous people. See, this is the kind of line, Jerry this, is, Jerry, this is the kind of line that they do not want you to draw. And the reality is here they're trying to draw some sort of flimsy line to our speech. And the real line to be drawn is the one of advocacy and tearing down barriers and boundaries between adults and children. And the left is on the forefront of doing this all the time, Jerry. I agree with Richard. I think I do want to wear a badge of, I hate, I hate pedophiles. I hate child molesters. I hate people that advocate for that. Well, Jerry, I very much appreciate your call. My only caution there is not to focus on hating people. You can hate their bad qualities, but continue to love people. That's the challenge before us. And it's, it's, it's got to be the thing, especially as conservatives, that sets us apart from our, our political adversaries, that whereas these folks really do hate. I've met some of these folks. I mean, it's like the, some of these folks, they're kind of like the, uh, the Antichrist figure in The Omen, Damien. You bring up any mention of God or Jesus, I've seen it. It's like there's a demonic manifestation with some of these folks. That's where the real hatred is. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 